0: Good afternoon Miss Garrett can you please state your name and spell your last name for us
1: Charlotte Garrett C-H-A-R-L-O-T-T-E G-A-R-R-E-T-T
0: and would you prefer to swear an oath or solemnly affirm today
1: I'll swear an oath
0: do you swear that the testimony you are about to give in this national citizens inquiry will be the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth I do Ms. Garrett, uh, what city or town do you reside in?
1: Saskatoon.
0: And how long have you lived here approximately?
1: Um, about 18 years.
0: And what is your profession?
1: I'm a teacher with of English language.
0: Okay. And uh, are you currently employed? I am. And have you been employed uh, throughout uh, the evidence that you're about to give here today? Yes, I have. Uh, so in your own words, please tell us from start to finish uh, what brings you to the National Citizens' Inquiry and then afterwards we'll go back and ask some specific questions. The floor is yours.
1: I feel that many people do not know the inside stories of um, of schools or occupations or the punishments that many people suffered through COVID, and I would like to be able to contribute to the truth.
0: Sure. Uh, No, go ahead, Ms. Garrett, and just uh, tell us why you're here today. You can start from start to finish, and then we'll come back and ask some specific questions.
1: Okay. So I'm here because as a language teacher, I teach uh, refugees and newcomers who my particular bunch are illiterate, and um, I have a responsibility to be honest and truthful with my students. Um, and then, as when COVID came, I um, my family was absolutely convinced that I needed to have a vaccine. Um, I had one, um, and work was also a great deal of pressure to have one. So I had AstraZeneca in April of 2021, and I was sick for three days, and then. A few days later, I developed um, tinnitus quite rapidly. It was just like a tap turning on. It was very strong and deeply uncomfortable, very hard to focus. Does that answer your question?
0: Sure. Yeah, no, you bet. Um, l- let's uh, let's just start then in uh, April 2021 there. You said that you received the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, and uh, did you do that, um, you know, willingly? Were you happy to do it? Had you no. thought about it? Uh, what was the process that you went through?
1: Thanks. No, I was not happy. I did not want to do it. Um, I have three adult children and five grandchildren. And between my family and my work, I felt Totally pressured to do it. I really didn't want to But I did
0: okay, and um, what was uh, how did you feel after the uh, after that?
1: You mean physically how did I feel yeah
0: was there any reaction did you have any uh, Any sort of symptoms or anything or were you just fine?
1: Well, the, I had the flu-like symptoms I was achy and I had a fever for three days. I was in bed um, and then about 14 days later is when the tinnitus began. So that was... I can't say it's painful. What it does is it, it's a noise in my brain, and it interferes with being able to think or focus.
0: Okay. And um, how, long, uh, how long did the tinnitus last?
1: Well, I actually still have it. Okay. But it's not quite as strong as it, as it was in the first year and a half
0: okay uh now you mentioned that you had uh, your first uh, shot in april of 2021 Um, did you have to take any time off of work as a result of any of this or did you work straight through regular
1: Um, in may i took two weeks just to i was teaching remotely and uh, i needed to be able to just rest so i took two weeks And then later, last year, actually, I took two months away from work. Okay.
0: Now, at any point, um, did you consult with uh, your family physician? What role did your family physician play in, uh, in all of this, if any?
1: He was very doubtful that my reaction was the vaccine, although later I found that many, many, many people had the same reaction. He still wanted me to continue getting vaccines, but he decided um, to get me tested to see if there was some, something that could prove that I had a reaction to it, although I don't know how because they didn't know what was in the vaccine. And um, I, I wound up having to, uh, I refused to get further vaccines and uh, didn't want mRNA in my body and I decided um, to ask my doctor if he would support me to have an exemption. And he did, he didn't do it. I guess the, the ability to get an exemption in Canada is very limited. You have to have a severe allergic reaction, anaphylaxis or myocarditis. I didn't have either but he said he would give me an exemption based on that I wasn't ready to get more and that he would recommend testing. So my employer actually accepted it.
0: Okay. And um, as far as um, masking, uh, what was the role of masking um, at your place of employment, if any?
1: It's, It's an absurd policy that that my employer, in fact, he wears two, still. It was, um, it's it so intense at my work that people are still wearing masks. My employer will not drop the mandate for, for our work, for our students. Even though the Saskatchewan government made it very clear that we didn't need them anymore. And he, he won't accept that.
0: And um, can I ask you, Ms. Garrett, uh, you mentioned earlier that you had been teaching uh, remotely. Are you teaching remotely now? Are you back in the classroom? No, we're back
1: in the classroom.
0: Okay. I want to ask you about uh, when you were teaching remotely, and are you able to give us any rough dates or any rough timelines as to when you were teaching remotely?
1: So remotely began, um, as with all the schooling, in March of 2020, and then we went back to the classroom in a very limited manner, Um, almost a year ago but so i was teaching remotely for almost almost two years
0: and while you were teaching remotely what was happening with um, the uh, so-called vaccine uh, mandate
1: well it didn't matter whether i was teaching remotely or not i still had to have the vaccines which meant that i had to even though i had an exemption i still had to test and even in order just to go into the building, even if it, was, if it was empty, I would still have to prove a negative antigen test. So I would have to go into the building in order to um, prepare mailing materials, to do photocopying, to, um, to check some materials there. So even if I there was nobody there, it didn't matter. I still had to have the antigen test.
0: Okay. And um, I understand that at your place of employment, uh, there have been regular bi-monthly meetings on Zoom. Is that correct?
1: Yes, and they still continue on Zoom.
0: And um, how did you, what was your experience or what what can you tell us about those bi-monthly meetings and your response or reaction to them?
1: It felt like I was sitting in the middle of a propaganda campaign where the employer and the employees were all, it's all safety jabber. It's all about keeping everybody safe. It's all about how dangerous COVID is. It was about um, encouraging the students, insisting that the students get vaccinated. Um, I was actually had to record how many vaccines the student had, when they had them, which I thought was illegal. I asked my employer, he said, no, it's fine in this circumstance. I felt like I was complicit, that I was committing a crime. I I hated it. So the Zooms continued, they're still continuing. Last week was the first meeting in three years where we did not discuss COVID first for at least half an hour.
0: Okay. And as you described this, where you felt you were committing a crime, um, essentially on behalf of your employer and whatnot. Uh, how did that impact you? How did that impact your own mental health, your own physical health?
1: I was deeply demoralized, actually. I, I trust the Nuremberg Code. I, I, I think that my job as an educator is not to insist any kind of medical practice, but to support the students as best I can in their learning journey. Um, Can you repeat the question again? Would you mind?
0: No, of course. Um, Just how um, you're you're enforcing uh, essentially the mandates. You're asking the students about their medical status. You you said that you felt like you were committing a crime, and I wanted to ask you a follow-up is how did all of that impact your mental health? How did that impact your health?
1: Well, at the time, and still is, I'm finding I'm, I'm quite discouraged by it all because the students trust me. And they trust me to give best information. So other teachers were teaching people how to do the antigen tests. One One teacher was doing demonstrations online. Um, they told they had programs up for vaccinations. And I felt that that was not my purpose to do that. I felt that it was a violation of my students' trust. So I, it still bothers me. I still feel, during during the online classes, I would have students coming into a Zoom class huddled in blankets or lying down, and then I'd say, maybe go to bed. Or a, a young woman came to me secretly two weeks or three weeks ago to tell me that she had had two miscarriages. I was just so heartbroken by that because I I know that At the time I wasn't her teacher she was she came to my class a little bit later but I still felt that we were doing the students a disfavor we weren't helping them I knew that in my research that the vaccine could cause all of these consequences with fertility and with damage to the fetus and with future problems and the spike protein going to the womb and going into the ovaries the testes we don't know what the consequences are, and yet part of my job, supposedly, was to tell the students to go get vaccinated. I was appalled by that.
0: And Ms. Garrett, um, since you were the one asking them about their vaccination status and whatnot, then you were in a position to know when they were vaccinated. Did you, did you observe anything among the student body uh, as they were getting their, their
1: jabs? I noticed they were more tired, less focused... As, as I said, some were sick. As far as I know, not one of my students—maybe actually that's not true. Two had COVID. The rest, nobody did.
0: Okay. Um, I want to ask you about um, your your decision with respect to um, the jabs. Um, did you feel like people respected that? Uh, were you like? What was your response vis-a-vis other people? And we can talk about your friends and family uh, and invitation to family events and these sorts of things.
1: Two of my children live outside Saskatoon, one in Ottawa, one in Calgary. Um, they were very displeased that I wasn't getting more vaccinations. They didn't understand it. And we actually have very damaged communication for the last number of years because they felt that I needed to do it. Um, I've lost friends my um, most of my social circle has changed completely Um, people at work at first did not know that I was not vaccinated in fact it only came up actually a week ago everybody I work with has five so that's pretty appalling Um, I was invited for Thanksgiving dinner, or for Christmas dinner, and then immediately an hour later, I was uninvited because I hadn't had more vaccines. Um, One of my neighbors is quite angry with me, but she's tolerating me. Um, It's been incredibly challenging, very demoralizing, very isolating, um, almost a sense of Like, I'm a carrier of disease or something, and people don't want to associate with me. Very, very painful.
0: And those who were in your circle of trust prior to, shall we say, um, what was their response when you uh, shared information with them uh, that questioned, shall we say, or undermined the, the COVID narrative?
1: They become angry with me that, They think that I'm a conspiracy theorist, even my own family. When my son told me once I was crazy, um, my son-in-law refused to speak to me. Um, It's terrible.
0: And as Garrett, uh, you mentioned earlier, I just want to get a sense of how this factors into uh, your, your analysis, but you mentioned the Nuremberg trials earlier. Um, Can you just tell us a little bit about how how did that impact you? How did that impact your decision-making throughout uh, all of this?
1: Well, I'm older than a lot of people um, in the education field. And so when I was a very small girl, my father introduced me to the Nuremberg trials. We watched something on TV. I think we were six when we got a TV. So... I remember him explaining to me what was right and what was wrong Mm -hmm. and the sense of medical experimentation on human beings is not right and that has stayed with me I, I really feel that people need to have autonomy and to make their own choices and that we need to be honest with with each other and not impose laws that limit our freedoms and our expressions which is what's happened across Canada for three years and is continuing does that answer your question
0: it does thank you Um, now Ms. Garrett I'm not sure if you wanted to um, maybe explain to the Commission that you also had some exemptions from your family physician uh, regarding masking and whatnot and there was a bit of an exchange between you and, and your employer are you wanting to go into that or read anything into the record or have we covered it
1: actually I'd like to
0: okay yeah just go ahead and just explain to the Commission what you're doing
1: sure so um, as as a teacher one of the things I did was I questioned all along well, why were we doing this Why are we doing that I'm not not accepting it um, I filed a grievance I filed an update to a grievance I gave a PowerPoint presentation on science and what was happening statistically in Canada um, and I and I did wear a mask at first but I discovered that there was something happening with my breathing, and I went to see a specialist and found out that actually I'd, when I had fallen as a child, I had broken my nose and nobody knew it. And so it was breathing was difficult, so putting a mask on was torture. And so I had several... Um, I, My employer basically has accused me of being an incredibly difficult person undermining the health and safety of our students because I keep questioning, when are we going to drop the mask mandates? I mean, as far as the government is concerned, we no longer need them. So he has actually sent me some rather difficult things. So he said to me, maybe I'll just read this. He said, I am sorry to hear that you have a medical condition that causes discomfort. However, I need to point out that since the start of the pandemic, we've had a lot of communication in written form where you've questioned the necessity of steps designed to provide reasonable protection in line with expert and public health guidance on a repeated basis, whether that is masking, vaccination, or other means of reducing the threat to others. This dialogue, including over issues not related to breathing at all, creates great concern that you're bringing into the workplace the whole of a body of thought based on resistance to measures designed to protect our clients
0: and just to be clear Ms. garrett that was part of an email exchange between you and your employer where you were providing your your employer with your medical exemption from your doctor i got my
1: mask mandate and he was not accepted he still does not accept it I me- emailed him again on April 18th and said you know in light of the change we are stopping now I, I would expect and he responded not even with a hello just nope
0: okay we are running short on time as Garrett so I just want to check in with the commissioners uh, any questions
1: tell us how remote learning affected the students' education, mental health or social wellness? Can you say that again? I couldn't quite hear you. Can you tell us how remote learning for two years affected the students' education, mental health or social wellness? I would say for one thing it delayed the learning process. It slowed that down. They, The other thing though is that if I did group lessons then nobody missed them because they were desperate for contact and so the lessons became more important than just about anything because then they could they even on a whatsapp call then i might have eight and they're they're able to see each other and speak to each other and that was um, a good thing but it was so hard for them because they're new in the country they don't have that many people that they can see and so they're isolated so they were also demoralized. It was hard on them. And um, I felt terrible for them. And you mentioned that uh, the school asked for where the students, a record of the st- students that were vaxxed. Where and where, where, and where would that information go? Did just to the school? Did it go up to the health people? No, as far as I know, it just went to the employer because what they were doing is they were they were trying to figure out how many students would be coming back into the classroom when we opened they would have to have the minimum of two vaccines to get into the building so as far as I can tell it only went to the employer and then I deleted my files I was so embarrassed to have them so I just got rid of them what was your employers response to the students who were still not vaxxed? they couldn't come to school they would have to do some kind of online learning Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming today to give us your testimony. Uh, did you did you say that you taught English to new newcomers to yes. Canada? Yes. So these are people who English is clearly not their first language, That's it's right. second or third. And when the mask mandates came in, you were teaching English with your mouth covered? Uh, yes. Do you think it's important when learning a new language to see the speaker's mouse? Let me share my experience. So if you can imagine a fairly small classroom with a whiteboard behind me, an air cleaner directly to my left, if this is my table, an air cleaner and the smart board, and a fairly small room, and in order to access the laptop, I have to stand right beside the, the, right beside the air cleaner, and then the students all are masked they're illiterate in their first language so speaking is hard so then they put their mask on and they mumble to begin with so then they have the mask on and they're mumbling and i get desperate i ask them to pull their mask down to speak i make sure the door is shut so my my employer can't see it i pull my mask down and i show my i explain my my lips this is how you make the s this is how you do the th it's hard it's really hard and my employer has no understanding of that does not respect it at all thank you
0: thank you commissioners Um, Ms. Garrett I just have uh, two questions left we're almost done so second last question. Um, in summary, in 60 seconds or so, what would you like this inquiry and Canadians at large to take away from your evidence today?
1: That it seems that employers, I think it's because of the federal government and the Saskatchewan government and the way that they, they put through their mandates, they made it possible for an organization such as mine to do whatever they wanted. If they want to continue on with isolating students they will. If they want to continue on with mass mass mates, well they will. It, it it's it's almost arbitrary. Well it is arbitrary. And I find that deeply insulting and I think and and dangerous. Mass are not healthy. So I think it's really important for Canadians to know the extent to which people were affected, even the English language learners like they're how hard it is for them to be in a classroom right now
0: thank you last question is there anything else you would like to share with us today i don't think so okay Ms. garrett thank you very much for your evidence here today
1: thank you